Okay, everybody still with me? We'll be climbing in elevation for the next little while. Now, you know, it's tempting to think that our national parks, before they were parks, were like these big, empty pieces of land. But of course, <laughs> that's not really true. People have been living in Yosemite for thousands of years. Now, when white settlers first showed up here, bands of Yokuts and Paiutes lived in the region. But the people that lived in what is now the park mostly belonged to the southern Miwok tribe. And there was one particular tribe of the southern Miwok culture that lived in Yosemite Valley. These were the Awanichi. The Awanichi lived in Yosemite Valley for a long, long time. They called their enormous valley Awani, or Place of the Gaping Mouth. Like other tribes living in the Sierra Nevada, the Awanichi had largely escaped pressure from white settlers. It's just not that easy to colonize a mountain range, you know what I mean? But in the early 1800s, an illness probably brought on by settlers and carried by native traders entered Awani. And the Awanichi abandoned their valley, taking refuge with nearby tribes to escape a dreadful fate. Now that brings us to young Tanaya, the son of the Awanichi chief, and next in line to lead his people. Tanaya grew up among the Mono Lake Paiutes. His tribespeople described Awani as a beautiful and impregnable fortress. One elder even offered a prophecy. So long as the entrance to the valley is protected, the Awanichi will be safe from intruders. But if the entry is breached, then you, Tanaya, will be the last chief in Awani. And years later, Chief Tanaya gathered his people and returned to their beloved home. But as the Awanichi reclaimed their valley, more settlers descended upon California. Gold was discovered in the Sierra Nevada, and suddenly the mountains were on the menu. Natives, including the Awanichi, resisted the threats to their land with raids and violence. Settlers were afraid for their lives and begged the government to intervene. In response, the government established the Fresno River Reservation. Now, some tribes ceded their land and moved to the reservation. But not all. And not the Awanichi. In January 1851, the state of California created the Mariposa Battalion a volunteer militia that would round up and relocate the tribes. The battalion camped near Wawona and dispatched the following message to the Awanichi. Surrender peacefully, or there will be war. Chief Tanaya, now an old man, appeared alone at the camp the following day. And after some debate, he agreed to leave the valley. But the militiamen were impatient and the battalion marched in the snow to Awani, the first white people to ever enter the valley. There, they burned the villages and their precious food supply of acorn storehouses. 
But those Awanichi that had surrendered escaped, and the rest hid in the mountains. It wasn't until the following spring that the battalion returned and forcibly removed the tribe. The Awanichi didn't take well to the reservation. Tanaya asked if they could return to Wawani. After some time, his wish was granted, so long as they remained peaceful. But back in the valley, there was a skirmish with and possibly initiated by a group of prospectors. And in the end, the U.S. Army entered the valley looking for <clears throat> justice, killing five young warriors. The Awanichi, including Tanaya, fled back to Mono Lake with the Paiutes. Unfortunately, Chief Tanaya's story ends with varying accounts of his death. But whatever the circumstance, it was as the prophecy predicted for Tanaya. He was the last chief in Awani. Tanaya Lake is named in his memory. After his death, the remaining Awanichi people scattered. Some eventually returned to the valley, including Tanaya's granddaughter, Totuya, known by tourists as Maria Labrado, to live in what had become Yosemite National Park. She passed away in 1931, the last who knew the ancestral homeland of Awani. You know, sometimes the past isn't very comforting, is it? And because we can't change it, some might say, why dwell on it? But we can always be considerate. Let's think. What are some ways that we can enjoy this marvelous natural beauty while still recognizing its painful human history? How can we be good stewards of this land now that it's our responsibility to protect it? Well, something to ponder on these long drives. <laughs> 